You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, joined by Dean Unglert. Sorry I missed the last couple episodes. Uh, When we recorded last week, I was doing a catering event uh, on a boat for Audrey's. Ironically enough, it was the same boat that Ashley and I had for our welcome party all those years ago when we got married. So it was a little bit of a full circle moment because it was the same wedding planner, Troy, the same videographer as Larev, on the same boat, and then here I was. I wasn't the groom anymore. I was not the center of attention. I was the sandwich guy. I was handing out sandwiches. What's a welcome party? I don't know. It's just like for a de- like because our wedding wasn't a destination because we live in Rhode Island, but it was a destination for you guys or for you know we know a bunch of people across the country. So we wanted them when they got to Rhode Island. That was like a part of the wedding family that doesn't live in Rhode Island. A little bit of like, hey, this is like the kickoff weekend, Friday night. You know, we're going to do the boat. Uh, Dean was supposed to be on it, but then, uh, (laughs) and then all of a sudden I got a phone call. You know what's so funny? I was thinking about this is when you called me and you're like, hey man, like my flight got rescheduled. I can't make it tonight. Like I'm not getting until 11, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe I fell for it. I I can't believe I was like, oh, his his flight was rescheduled or canceled or delayed instead of being like, he obviously just missed it. But anyway. But wait a second. Are you sure I wasn't there for that? Because I remember there was one thing where I wore this like white and tan striped shirt. And then I showed up and the the venue had a white and tan striped like canvas tent thing. That was and the rehearsal up, was like, dinner. Oh, okay. That wasn't on a boat. Mm-mm. Do you not gotcha. remember not being on a boat? Was that much of a blur? Well, the rehearsal dinner was like on the water. And True. so I thought that I might have like stepped onto a boat at some point And it just like felt like it was still on the ground. You know what I mean? Fair point. Fair point. Um, that is funny, though. Full circle. We missed you last week. Uh, I, I do want, have a lot of questions to ask you about your life over the past uh, seven days because it seems like you've been living your best one over the past week or so. But uh, before we get into the, any of that stuff, I don't think you've introduced Piper yet, who is our co-host with us this week. Piper James, you know her, you love her from 
Bachelor in Paradise season seven, I believe. Man, there's getting to be a lot of those. Um, Piper, hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I don't know what Bachelor season, what Bachelor in Paradise season, I don't know what year it is, but I'm happy to be here. It's going to be crazy in like 20 years when it's like Bachelor in Paradise season 28. And you're like, wait, what? Um, But welcome (laughs) to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Uh, you are living in New York, right? And I figure that's where you got to be right now. You got some nice art on the walls back there. But what's what's new since the last time we saw you? What's been going on in your um, life? Not much. And then a little bit of everything. I mean, New York is crazy right now. So me and my roommate, Serena Chu from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, we've been looking for a new apartment. Let me tell you, it is impossible to find a place to live in New York. Like, we will find a place, put it put like our application in it's already gone by the that afternoon like it's been wild so pretty much trying to figure out how to live in new york traveling a little bit it's pretty much it well let's walk through the uh what is it like to be a renter in new york because we just had to find a new place in los angeles and i'll tell you the same it was not easy granted we found the first place we saw was the place we ended up getting but that's just because caitlin is super proactive about it um is there is it like as big of a pain in the butt as i'm sure it is because like everyone wants to rent out there and everything gets snacked up or snatched up super quickly or like what's like the main challenge yeah i mean i've heard it's really similar to how la is right now it's mainly like you prices are ridiculous like our rent was we got it in covid so it was like i'll just say it, it was 2600 we have a three bedroom they gave wow. us our renewal it was 4900 we what? were like absolutely not not for this tiny little <laughs> apartment like it's it's three bedrooms technically but like they're tiny bedrooms like we're like we're out of here so it's kind of just been a lot of that like trying to find something that's like in our budget but then also isn't ridiculously tiny like it's it's impossible it is they nearly doubled it on similar. you that's insanity yeah. Dude, it's like that everywhere yeah, like, it's the worst right everywhere. now it's terrible yeah A- ashley and i are looking we're for like, a new Googling place is that legal yeah yeah it's it's, it's wait, just what, not the market what's illegal <laughs> well there's like i know in new york and i think a lot of places there's laws about how much they can raise it and i oh, think yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Like, hit that that threshold yeah there's only so right. much you could do uh so you and serena are roommates so you guys were you guys both on the same season of the bachelor we were, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming you guys didn't know each other, but became super close after the show. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it so funny how like such so many friendships form from the show? Like you're competing for the same guy. It's like supposed to be, you know, it is reality TV and there's drama and you argue with so many people, but then it's just like one big family afterwards and people live together. People have babies together. <laughs> like it's just crazy when <laughs> you think about experience, it. Yeah. Piper, how come you and Brendan don't live together? Because you are dating Brendan still, right? I am still dating Brandon. He's actually on his way to New York right now. Um, he lives in Boston, like right outside of Boston. And that's where his work is, is in the Boston area. Um, and I just love New York. So like, I don't really want to move up there. And like, I've said it like a few times before on like social media, but I kind of love long distance, especially being like fresh to New York. I love just like having that independence to do what I want in the city. And then like, we'll see each other travel together. So there's like so that prolonged honeymoon period to our relationship, which is definitely super neat. For uh, for someone that doesn't know the area super well, how far apart are New York City and Boston? That's got to be a quick train ride, right? It's like a three and a half, four hour train ride, depending on the line, or it's like a 45 minute flight. So door to door, it's about the same if you take the train versus flying. But I honestly prefer flying. It's a little that's bit cheaper. Not, that's not bad. And how? let's talk about you and, and him a little bit. How are you guys doing? What's been going on with you guys? We're good. We're, yeah, 
figuring it out. We're kind of like hitting our stride is like the the distance goes and like what we do and how often we see each other. So we're in like a, a good groove, a good place right now. How often um, do you see each other? Yeah. It's like every two weeks at this point, I think the longest we've gone is like three weeks. And that was when I was back home in Oregon for the holidays. And that was definitely really tough. So you like yeah, that about every two weeks. So like every two weeks you're feeling like that's a good, it's a good time yeah it's it's like a good and like we face i mean like i'm so annoying i love to facetime so i'm facetiming him like every <laughs> night whether he likes it or not so we're talking every day but like seeing each other every week every two weeks how the hell did you guys um, get talk- back together because like i guess i remember you guys left the show together and then mm-hmm. broke up if i remember correctly after the show no there was rumors that we broke up we never broke up but it was kind of just like circulating and we were like, no, we're just not like actively posting together or anything like that. Um, and I know that Brendan was trying to kind of like take the heat off of me. So he was like, you know, say like unfollow me. It was just kind of like direct all of your hatred or whatever towards him, me. Um, and so like, I think there was a period where people thought we broke up because we weren't being super public about our relationship, but we, we've been together ever since the show. I could have swore that I saw, maybe it was just a news article. I thought one of you posted something about like our relationship came to an end. We tried. I obviously made that up in my head. So you guys never (laughs) broke up. You guys left paradise together. And even through all the rumors, that was all fake. Yeah, all fake. Well, Jared, you know how reliable of sources like Us Weekly and all of them are. They're always spot on. (laughs) Or help I suck at dating. Obviously, we're very spot on. Dude, that's it. Why did I think that then? Then neither one of you guys posted anything about like, you know, we tried, it didn't work out. What the hell am I thinking of? No, I mean, we're also like, sorry if you can hear the sirens. Oh, you're fine. It's Uh, New York. York. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we, I mean, I don't think either of us are even like dramatic enough to be like, guys, I think that it's come to a conclusion. Like that's not even like in our personality type. Mm. So yeah, that's, that was not us. I've got a uh, question for you, Piper. So coming off of your season of Bachelor in Paradise, and I can only ask this question because Kaylin and I uh, had a similar-ish experience. I won't say it was the exact same, but it it had some similarities. Um, A lot of like the negativity you received from people, do you feel like it might have like brought you guys closer or was it uh, a bit of a hurdle to overcome sometimes? Um, I think it definitely brought us closer. I mean, it was like, I'm like a very anxious person. I've like talked about that a little bit, but you know, it's something that I don't try to lead with when I'm in a relationship, a new relationship with somebody. And he got to see like all sides of my anxiety and everything, which I do think was like that vulnerability did help. And then, you know, it's kind of like you're one person in the world that gets the experience because you're going through it together. So you have, we have that. I'll tell you what, when, when Kayla and I came off Bachelor in Paradise, uh, we were met with a little bit of negativity as well. And there were some moments that were pretty challenging, uh, at least from my perspective, uh, and I'm sure she would say the same. I just don't want to speak for her. But I do think like after it was all said and done, it did end up bringing us closer together. Because like you were saying, yeah, it's like you're going through this with one other person. And then you have like that uh, like thing to commiserate about. Uh, I don't know. There's something to be said about it. And it's it's weird to think about. But it really does like kind of bond you a little bit more than uh, just coming off and like having everything be perfectly fine. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really have that honeymoon phase it's kind of like that trauma bond and then you kind of get to the honeymoon phase later so that yeah. was that was definitely fun <laughs> yeah or you could have taken the jared and ashley route and just uh messed around for four yeah, years until just, eventually coming together <laughs> totally just be friends for like two and a half years guys and then everything's gonna work out in the end <laughs>
True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I want to talk about paradise as well, obviously, going into it, because you guys were accused of pretty much planning everything, which one, I want to say off the bat, way more people do than 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 the audience knows. Like so many people, especially now, talk before the show and then like go into it and then they're like. Like, okay, I'll give, I won't say who it is, but I know for a fact there, 
was a couple. I'm, I don't think they're together anymore. But point is, I know for a fact that there are people that have talked on the show, went on the show, lied about it, and was never. It was never brought up. Never brought Come up. Come on, yeah. say who it is. <laughs> if they're not together anymore, you can say who it is. I got to know. Uh, well, I'll think about it. Let me think about it first. But Piper, I want to talk to you about like you and Brandon. Brandon, before the show, what was like your whole idea going into Paradise? What were your thoughts? Like, did you guys think it was going to happen the way it happened? Yeah, I mean, to our detriment, neither, neither one of us had seen Paradise. Um, so that <clears throat> up front, like there was no planning to be had because we didn't know really what we were walking into. I'd seen like clips of seasons because Chelsea Vaughn, who was also on the season, she's one of my best friends. She was like, okay, this is kind of what it is. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is before I even thought I was going on at all. Um, but yeah, Brendan and I had hung out a few times. I mean, Jared, to your point, like with other people, that were on the show that were on that season. Um, nobody, us or the other people were dating or anything like that. It was just, we knew people from the show as we all do. Um, and Brendan went on the show. He was there before I was, I left probably a week after he did to, to fly to paradise. There wasn't any planning. I think that if there was planning, things would have gone a little better for us. But I was, I think that the whole issue was like, I was just being, really honest about my feelings and maybe he wasn't being as honest on the beach, but I had no way of knowing that I walked in just as blind as everybody else. Yeah. So what was he thinking? Cause he was the one that looked if now it's all coming back to me, poor Brendan, because uh, you know, he's a Boston guy. So I want to support the local guys, but he did not look good. Uh, so like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what was his thoughts about why didn't he just be honest? Be like, yeah, I met Piper and I think she's coming down and I kind of want to, you know, hang out with her. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what his thought process was there. There's like, I think that he thought, I think he thought he was doing what was best in terms of like, okay, because he didn't know I when he left for the show and I was still at home, he was like, I hope you come, but I hadn't made up my mind for sure yet. So I think he was also trying to explore other relationships and having something in the back of his, his mind. Like Piper could be walking onto this beach any day now. Um, and I think that there was obviously that hope that he would see me. And just as I was hopeful that I would get there, he wouldn't be like, I'm leaving with somebody else and I'm engaged and whatever. Like th that was obviously a fear of mine, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that he was like a hundred percent sure that I was coming. Therefore he was like, let me, let me explore what else is out there. And just to be clear for the listeners uh, of this podcast out there, everyone, uh, as Jared kind of alluded to, everyone kind of goes in with a plan whether it be a plan for yourself or a plan with someone else, whatever it is, everyone kind of goes in with like an idea of what they want to do, um, myself included. And I just, I, I want to stress that uh, the plans never go uh, exactly as you draw them up in your head, whether it's for yourself, whether it's with someone else. I had so many like delusions of uh, things that I was going to be doing and like, like things I was going to be wearing and like literally not a single one of those things ever happened in any of the seasons of the bachelor that I was ever on. Um, so it's like, I, I guess I want to like stress the point that like, even though you might have like an idea or a plan of what you're going to do, it like never uh, ends up coming to fruition, at least in my case, like I never successfully pulled off one of my plans going into one of the shows, you know, for better, or for worse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's such a good point. Like, even like thinking back to the bachelor, I had a plan of even the dress I wanted to wear night one and that it was completely out of my control. So it's like, 
you don't know what you're walking into at any point in time. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. And that's kind of what I'm saying too. Like I had outfits where I was like, oh, I'm going to wear this and it's going to be a big statement. And then I like never ended up wearing it. I'm like, well, why, why did I think this is such a good idea going down there? And I'm, I'm not even talking about like big plans. Like it could be any size. It could be small as like an outfit or as big as, you know, something, whatever it might be. I guess all I'm saying is you never really know what you're going to do or how you're going to act until you're down there and it's actually happening, you know? Oh, totally. Like I think uh, for Bachelorette for me, I didn't have plans. I It was more of like, I went in, I mean, I wanted to make it far, obviously. I didn't want to get eliminated night one, but uh, I set my bar like really low. I had very low expectations. I I didn't bring that many clothes. Like I didn't want to, you know, you, how, you know how you put things into the universe? I was like, I don't want to put bad juju in the universe. I just want to like not plan for anything and just go in and whatever the hell happens, happens. And then obviously I look back and I'm like, I wish I just brought more clothes. I look like a stooge. Like, I wish I cleaned myself up more. I wish I brought more clothes, especially with the hanging around with other guys, like, you know, who are so well-dressed and everything fits so perfectly. And they're, you know, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Uh, I really screwed this one up. For, yeah, for Bachelorette, I told one of my best girlfriends that I was going on the Bachelorette. And uh, I was like, but Natalie, like, I don't have any clothes. I don't know what to wear. And she goes like, oh, just wear your regular clothes. Uh, you'll be fine. And I was like watching, I, I watched like two episodes before I went and I was like, man, these guys all look so dapper and yeah. nice and and composed. <laughs> and here I am showing up in like t-shirts and sneakers. And I'm like, I'm not going to fit in at all. But then watching it back, I was like, you know what? I My outfits did hold, uh, they held their own against the people that I was going on dates with Rachel, like against, if you know what I'm saying. And then when I went to paradise, I showed up and I, all I had was swim trunks and tank tops basically. And I get there and they're like, so you got like your rose ceremony outfits. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wear trunks and, uh, you know, a t-shirt. And they're like, no, 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 no. We have to go to the, they took me to like the gift shop at the hotel and I had to buy like three pairs of pants. And so I don't know. It's like I'm saying, it's, it's all a plan up here until you get there and oh, you yeah. realize it's never going to actually happen that way. Um, yeah. but well, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, back that- to Piper, back to Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Piper. So. Coming off the show, did you guys, uh, didn't you guys go on like a trip somewhere? Did you guys go to like Costa Rica or something? After the show? Yeah, we went to, we've been a few places. We went to um, Aruba for Brendan's birthday Aruba. in nice. November. Yeah. How is it traveling together? Do you guys travel well together? Oh, yeah. And that's like a huge thing for me because I love travel. Like if you ask me my hobby, I'm like traveling, like whatever that entails. Um, so yeah, we travel super well together, especially like car rides. Cause I hate being in the car and like living in New York, I don't drive. So we have like a good groove road tripping places and flying. So that's been good. Yeah. Super important to be able to travel with your partner. Um, what is your, like, what is your guys's biggest, uh, like argument always about, you know, like some couples have like the little things that they get under each other's skin about. Do you guys like have that? Yeah, that's so funny. Cause we, since we started when we came off the show started officially dating um we've had the same argument probably 150 times about going to the gym like we for whatever reason we cannot get on the same page about like when one person wants to go to the gym like i'm a morning gym person and brendan Mm. is like a strictly after work person um and sometimes like i'll go at noon to break up my work day and so whenever he comes to New York or whenever I go to Boston, we cannot figure it out. And for whatever reason, it is constant bickering in our relationship. And it's always like, let's figure out like right now when he's driving to New York, he's like, I'm going to go to the gym before I drive. So we don't have to have the fight when I get to New York, if we're going to the gym or not. Yeah, but that's good. If that's your biggest fight, that's a good, good sign, I would say. 
yeah, that's like our, our most consistent. Obviously everybody has situational yeah. fights, but yeah. <laughs> and for, for the record, I, uh, well, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent on either one. I like, uh, mornings are good if I can motivate myself to get to the gym, but I just like to go when it's not going to be busy. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. go at like 6 PM and you're screwed because every machine or Absolutely. every place is taken. So I kind of, uh, I'm kind of on your side when it comes to that. Sorry, I was just looking up because I'm so I, sorry. I'm still stuck on the. I, I can't believe that you guys <laughs> didn't break up. That's because I was just looking up. I'm like, where did I see this? And there was an Us Weekly article that said Us confirmed Ever. that you guys broke up. But then you were on yeah. people like a month later saying that you guys were working through things and that you guys didn't break up. Oh. Yeah, that was like the whole conversation of like, and I went on one of the Bachelor podcasts and talking to Becca, and she was like did you guys break up? And I'm like, no, that was a rumor. Like you literally can't believe everything you read. Um, and like one of the publications that wrote something about like us breaking up emailed me and was like, we're so sorry we got this wrong. And I'm like, well, you never asked me. So mm -hmm. that's why you got it wrong. Interesting. We had a, I remember when Caitlin and I were uh, just starting dating and I think it was when Paradise was still airing or maybe like right after it just finished. And, uh, this girl that works at E! News that I know texted me and she said, hey, I'm writing this article about you and Kaylin about how uh, rocky your relationship is right now. And I was like sitting right next to Kaylin in the car and I looked over her at Kaylin. I was like, hey, Kaylin, is our relationship rocky right now? And she goes, no, what are you talking about? Everything's perfect. And I go, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, for some reason, E! News is running an article about how uh, turmoil or tumultuous our relationship is right now. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. They just, they'll write literally yeah. whatever they want without confirming anything. Yeah. And people will eat it up and be like, I mean, I was getting like hate messages or like mean comments or people being like, I'm so sorry you guys broke up. And I was like, did we break up? I, I'm yeah. not aware of a breakup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, first of all, whoever writes hate messages needs to relax. Like there's no purpose yeah. in sending messages like that to someone that you don't know. Like, listen, of course, yeah. it's a TV show. You're supposed to get angry. You're supposed to get pissed off while you're watching it. You're like, oh, that person sucks or that person's great. Like, I get it. Do you know how many times people have probably saw me on TV and be like, that guy is the worst. But it's just like a part of the show. That's what happens. Like, we put yeah. ourselves on TV. But the act of writing it, I always say like, you can talk about people like it's not good to talk about people behind their back but like you would never go up to someone and be like you know what i hate you and like <laughs> yeah and so like don't write it don't write to someone yeah. like oh i hate you and i wanted to ask you about that because you know now it's all coming back to me about paradise and i remember two questions one have you spoken to natasha since the show and then secondly it's so weird because, yes, I don't condone what Brandon did. I remember now what, what Brandon what was coming back to me. But it's so tough because, one, I'm way, like, I, I believe in forgiveness and learning and, and maturing. But I also, what I don't believe in is, like, I feel like people go so overboard. Then that's the hate messages. You can say, like, hey, like, I don't agree with what he did. But, like, you take it to such an extreme when you message people and be like, I hate you. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I haven't spoken to, to, to Natasha. I've reached out several times in different forms. Um, I've seen her in person, like, from a distance. But, like, she, her body language made it very clear that she didn't want to talk to me, which is absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've reached – I've talked to her in the sense that I've reached out, but I haven't received a response. I know, same for Brendan. Um, I have her number. Brendan doesn't have her number. So he DM'd her, but it was also kind of like in the midst of everything going on. So who knows? It could have got lost in the DMs. You never know. Mm -hmm. So 
we've both tried to reach out, haven't got a response, but yeah, no, I, I also don't condone what Brendan did. Brendan's not proud of what he did. That's, that's kind of is what it is. And I think that he's established his piece on that. And I've established my piece. We both apologized. Um, I talked about how I wanted to apologize to Natasha personally, but if she wasn't open to hearing that, then I'm not going to push the subject. And if she doesn't want to talk about it, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's any situation in which anybody's feelings should be hurt. And I understand that watching something on TV for, for anybody, for any viewer could bring up feelings of something that's happened to you. Um, and I apologize for that. If my behavior led to anyone feeling any type of way after watching on TV, but I, yeah, I never think that a hate comment is warranted. I don't think that a death threat is ever warranted. I don't think that that's ever, there's never an appropriate time, no matter how hurt you're feeling to use your words to mentally harm somebody else. Cause you're never, you never know how they're going to take it. Um, if you have an issue with me, with Brendan, with <clears throat> the situation, that is absolutely fine. But I would either prefer you keep it to yourself or address it in a way that is open to conversation rather than being like, I hate you. You're the worst. Kill yourself, whatever. Cause that's, that's not okay. And no. that's not a conversation. And you're just trying to harm somebody. You're just a jerk. Yeah. You're the jerk. Yeah. If you say things, <laughs> you're like the that. jerk. Yes. You know, yeah. I, um, I don't, I don't understand. Well, and, and maybe this is just my ignorance speaking, but well, first, I guess I wanted to say that all of this happened uh, almost exactly a year ago, which is crazy to think about because it's a long yeah. time. And, uh, you know, I, I, in my opinion, I think people should eventually be able to move on. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember, I don't remember why Natasha would have any real reason to be upset. Like, I guess she was the one talking to Brendan before you had gotten there. But other than that, like, that's basically what Paradise is, is, uh, you know, dating someone until they find a better connection. Or if they don't find a better connection, then you continue to date them yourself. It's not like, I mean, I, I sure, maybe it wasn't the most ideal scenario, but I don't think it's anything to really, like, dwell on and be super upset about into, into perpetuity, you know, in my opinion, at least yeah. from what I remember, at least. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, but I don't want to devalue her feelings in any way. I think that from what from my understanding you know, and this was a year ago. So like trying to remember back, I think that she felt lied to and led on because I was, she think, I think in her eyes, she thought that Brendan always knew that I was coming and that was not the case. I didn't even know that I was coming. So I think that she was, she felt like she was used from week to week until I got there for Brendan and I to be together, which I understand how the optics of that could, could be very hurtful that you felt like you were being led on. That wasn't the case, but if that's her feelings and I absolutely I don't want to take that away from her, but you're absolutely right, Dean. Like paradise is about dating anybody that you want to date to find that connection for your person. And that's, that's like what real life is too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, come on. I, I, oh, no, I think come that's on. well said, Piper. I think that's really well said. And so you guys have moved on and we're very happy for you. I'm glad that you guys are still together because you guys did leave in such a tumultuous way. And, and I like, I'm sure, um, I'm sure it just was hard. And so it's good to see that yeah. you guys have made it work. And uh, especially like in New York, Boston, you know, I feel like this country just really needs to come together. And I think that's good symbolism <laughs> right there. New York and Boston. Yes. It's like I, I was in New York earlier this week. I got to, I got to admit, I'm just not a New York guy. Never have been, never will be. I mean, like sports also <laughs> has generated that, like my hate for the Yankees, Giants, all that good stuff. But uh yeah, just like the city. Damn, I don't know how you do it. Dude, we were pushing Dawson because so we had to go for this event with our formula company, which is really great. Their name is Bobby. They're the best. And uh, we were pushing Dawson in a stroller down the streets of New York City. 
and just that city is not made for babies or kids. Holy <laughs> hell. It feels like we're just in intruding, you know, with a baby. Yes. It just feels that way. I'm like, oh God, everybody hates us. We're in everybody's way. Everybody is flying <laughs> past us. We're in their way. And I'm like, oh God, get me out of here. Like I'm just People stressed raise out. kids and people raise kids in the city though, right? Like it's it's probably yeah. not super common, but I don't see it. I see no babies. <laughs> I mean, you don't see them. They're at home or you'll see like during the day, like the nannies with the kids, but mm. don't take it personally because in New York, everybody's in everybody else's way. Like if you're not speed walking down the sidewalk, then you were in somebody's way. So it wasn't a personal attack on having a baby. It's just the reality of being yeah. in New York. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode, but if they didn't make <laughs> one, maybe they'd make a new one. Um, all right. Well, Piper, thanks for, uh, thanks for bearing all with us on that yeah. uh, a little bit. We're gonna- Thank you for being open. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get right back into uh, this episode with hopefully not any dating topics, but I do know that there's a couple that uh, Jared is dying to get into, uh, including Andy Cohen's uh, dating site usage. So uh, stick around through the break. We'll be right back. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 
Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We're going to get to some emails uh, real quick. But before we do that, I want to, uh, well, Jared and I both want to, I guess, talk about real quick, Becca Tilly, hard launching her relationship with Haley on Instagram. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts about this? Oh, my God, I'm so happy. Becca, our good friend and our fellow podcaster with uh, iHeartRadio, check her out, scrubbing in. Not that she needs more listeners because they're like a three times people's choice award winner uh if anything they should be putting listeners over this way anyways that's beside the point what we're doing right now we're congratulating becca for her relationship hard launch with Haley kiyoko i think is how you say her last name becca just posted on instagram with a caption hard to say if this is a hard or soft launch but it is a launch hashtag 95p um jared what do you think yeah i mean first i just want to say that we're only doing this to try to steal some listeners from scrubbing in uh because like oh yeah who else really cares obviously we just care about the listeners over here uh listen this is great Uh, becca you know a lot of people come up to me and i'm sure they come up to you and they ask about our fellow bachelor alum they're like what are they like in real life like what are they like in real life and a lot of times i say they're exactly what you think they are or they're you know they're because if you follow them on instagram they are who the you know they're, they're very raw and real and with Becca, you know, I I doubled down on that because everybody, you know, she puts out this, yeah, everybody thinks she's so sweet and so endearing and honest. And the truth is she is. She is that sweet and she is that good of a person. And I love Becca. She's, Ashley's very good friends with her and I've become close with her as well through really podcasting, you know, being able to see her on a weekly basis at the iHeart Studio and then you know, being able to take these trips that some, we used to be able to take before the pandemic, you know, for iHeart events and and we'd always hang out together, all of us, like all the podcasts. And, uh, you know, she's been with Haley for a while now and uh, just they're so happy together. And uh, Becca's such a great person and I couldn't be happier for her, honestly. It's just, it's a, it's a great day. Uh, yeah, I would I would echo all of that stuff too. I love to talk as much crap as I can about former contestants, Obviously. Jared included. Uh, any chance I get, whenever anyone asks me, like, "Oh, what's this person like?" I'm always like, "Oh, they suck. They're the worst." Yeah. Don't even don't even waste your time. Uh, but whenever Becca gets brought up, yeah, she's great. I I've never met anyone that's ever had any a single thing bad thing to say about Becca. She is uh, she's awesome, and I'm just super happy for her. Uh. It's I you know I'm I'm sure it's never easy for someone to uh, put themselves out there the way that she just did even just through this Instagram post and so uh, you know a lot of props to her for doing that and you know I know she she's she knows what she's doing for herself she's take she took her time 
And I'm just really happy for that. And I'm excited to get to finally watch some nice lovey-dovey content out of her because she has been... Uh, she Ever since going on The Bachelor... Ben's season, it seems like she's never really been in a relationship with anyone. So it'll be fun to yeah. see like this new side of Becca, you know, like the the girlfriend side where she gets to post like the cute stuff and uh, not have to worry about anyone or anything and just kind of do what she wants to do. So um, happy for her. Can't wait to see what what uh, continues to unfold for them. So uh, that is that said, let's get to some emails. Uh, we have Easton here with his in and out shirt, which is, uh, I don't know, I'm more of a Shake Shack guy, but continue. Easton. Wow. It's what a hamburger is all about. Uh, Let's see some emails. This first one's from Macy. I hope it's Macy Gray. Uh, I've been dating my boyfriend since college, so going on seven years now. He used to bring me flowers once a week, plan date nights, pick up coffee for me on Sunday morning, etc. He doesn't do any of those things anymore, and I don't want to have expectations, but I miss it. I don't ask for much, but I want him to make an effort like he used to. Am I being unrealistic? Do I tell him how I feel and how I miss those little moments of him making me feel special? Rough. <laughs> uh listen okay i don't know if anybody else uh, uh i don't want to sound like a dick but as a guy who has done things like this in the past and maybe doesn't do them as much anymore because we're further in the relationship and i put a ring on it i gotta admit uh, macy he just like it's just like he's not going to do the. And he'll do it sometimes. Hopefully, he does it sometimes. But come on, it's seven years of the relationship. Like, get your own coffee. Wow. <laughs> not a bad wow. way, Macy. I love wow. you so much. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant, you know, it's tough because I, I guess I get frustrated at it because Ashley presents the same thing to me, where she's like, "We're not romantic anymore. We don't do anything anymore. Like you used to do little things for me." And I'm like. I'm trying, but like we have the kid, we have the business, we've been dating for so long, our relationship has changed, our love has changed, for better, I would like to think. It's not in that like, oh, we, you know, do dishes together and it's the cutest thing. It's like someone's going to do the dishes right now and someone else is going to get time for themselves. Like that's our relationship and it's not a bad thing, it's just changed. So I guess that's why I have like personal investment in this question because I'm like, oh, like, did is Ashley incognito here and writing this in as Macy? <laughs> did you guys ever watch uh scrubs the tv show from like uh the, the late 90s yeah great show love anyways show. i was randomly watching it the other day because it was on tv and uh, i used to love it so i was watching it and for the five or ten minutes i was watching it this exact topic was brought up it was uh turk's uh girlfriend and him i can't remember turk's girlfriend's name but uh she goes hey you're not romantic with me anymore you used to come home from work and be so romantic and turk goes yeah, baby, because that's when I was still trying to get into your delicates. And it's like, <laughs> it's true. Like, honestly, as bad as it is to say, guys at the beginning of the relationship are trying to put their best foot forward. Yeah, we're but on our best Jerry, behavior. It's not, it's, not that the, it's not that they love you any less. It's just that the romance changes and uh, the love evolves. And sometimes uh, some things like those gestures, like getting flowers and stuff, uh, you know, not that they take a back seat, but that just transforms into another way of expressing your affection. Yeah. And I think that it's important to take note of those things when they happen. You know, like, I mean, does he have to get you coffee every Sunday? Like one Sunday every month? Is that okay? That's pretty good, right? Adjust yeah. the expectation. Yeah. I think that it's like, definitely like have a conversation about it. Like if that's something you expect, but you haven't vocalized <laughs> that, say something. But yeah, maybe change the expectation and then like, do a do a really strong date night one night and be like this is our night to like 
fully go out on romance and then have that be it. I, I, also I, like, I, I want to play oh, a devil's advocate here. I, I, I think um, that this, I, I don't know. I don't like the whole, like you've been in a relationship for so long. The relationship changes. You don't do, don't do as many nice things for people anymore. Uh, I live in constant fear that my wife's going to leave me. And, uh, I, I don't think that it's, it, okay, I'm trying to think of like a healthy way to like, to vocalize this, but it's I was not, gonna say that sounds like I, so unhealthy. I I'm secure. I'm secure in our relationship because if she wants to leave me, she has to find a judge and an attorney. Uh, that's difficult. Right, but, yeah. um, I do, I do live in fear that she like, that she's not going to love me anymore. And I know she's not going to, but I think that fear keeps me from becoming a big fat slob. It keeps me from mm. not treating her the, the way I always have. Um, and so, and that being said, like, I don't like bring her, like I, I, you know, I brought her coffee in bed right before we started this podcast. I don't do that because I'm like, Oh, if I don't do this, you're going to leave me. I just like, I like that feeling from the early part of the relationship and I don't want to lose that. And so, uh, and she does a lot of really nice stuff for me all the time. Um, so I, I don't know. That's just something like, and I'm not saying you should have like fear in your long-term secure relationship, but I think a little bit of it is good. I also, well, I, I want to say one thing to that, which Easton, that's so sweet and endearing and I love it. And you're such an amazing human being. Having said that, I do see that she is always going to movies that you love or watching shows that you love to watch and like going to cheesecake factory or Disneyland. Now I'm sure she enjoys these things as well, but I feel like there's a little compromise there where she does so much for you and you do so much for her. Would I be wrong in saying that? You're not wrong in saying that. So and my, my point with Macy would be like, you know, I'm sure he sh could probably do a better job of planning date nights and getting you coffee more often. And like just showing those little moments like, Hey babe, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, but Macy, maybe, maybe you could do something like that for him as well. Maybe you already do. I'm not sure. It wasn't in this email. You could easily have done that. I would have a conversation, let him know like, hey, those moments meant a lot to me. But maybe you could also show by example and be like, I love you so much. Here is something that I wanted to give to you or show you my appreciation. I want to hear what Easton has to say about what you just said, Jared, in regards to bringing her to uh, Cheesecake Factory and all those things. Easton, what's your what's your opinion on that? Well, she uh, is very very patient. She's a very patient woman, <laughs> and and she uh, she does indulge. She indulges me a lot. And and I mean, Jared has a point. It's a two way street. I think um, I think Macy, if Macy isn't doing anything to make this man feel special, then that, you know, then that's a problem. Um, but, uh, I mean, Allison does, it, it's, it's uneven. Allison does much more for me than I do for her. I'd have to, I have to agree with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, 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 that's what marriage, that's what a relationship is. It's, uh, it's. And let me say, I think Ashley does way more for me than I do for her. And I need to start doing more as well. But like, she goes, <laughs> she like, like we went to go see Top Gun earlier this week and she planned it. Like she was the one who like planned everything, invited all our friends, like did the whole thing. And as much as she wanted to see Top Gun, like she really did it for me, you know? So. Well, and that's what I wanted to uh, get into as well, because Kaylin and I, uh, I, w I don't want to say we argue about this, but it has been a point of conversation <laughs> for us a couple of times where even just yesterday uh, on our way to dinner together, we like stopped by uh, Lowe's to pick up some stuff for the backyard. 
she goes, why don't you ever run errands with me? And I always run errands with you. Or like, she'll get invited to uh, like a influencer party where she's like, hey, why don't you come to these uh, influencer parties with me? And, <laughs> and I like, always come to that. things like, <laughs> I always come to, I always come to things like, I'll like rock climb with you or I'll go hiking with you. And I'm like, but, and this is my logic. This is just how my brain works, messed up as it might be. I'm like, the things that I'm doing and inviting you to are significantly more enjoyable and better for your soul than going to like an influencer party and uh, having to mingle around these little parties and stuff like that. So that's how I justify it in my head where I'm like, I'm not going to go to these parties because I don't want to. You don't want to hang out with Cameron Diaz? And I don't enjoy them. I honestly do not care. Like, as cool as it would be like, see her from a distance, Cameron Diaz, hey, cool, how are you? Um, it just, it's not enough of a, of a draw for me to be interested in it. Wow. And, and it's just, it's, it's it, hearing you guys say these things, it makes me uh, not sad, but helps, helps put things into perspective for me because I do think that things that I uh, bring, drag Kaylin along with me to are, are good. And I, I don't think that, uh, some of those influencer parties are good for me personally, just because then I get in a bad mood and no one wants me to be in a bad mood. Um, so that's where that's that's yeah. where I was coming from with all that kind of stuff. Piper, between you and Brendan, who do you think uh, gives more in the relationship in that sense? That's actually such a good question because I think we both give in different ways because our love languages are super different. Like I am very much about acts of service and gifts. Like I love giving like physical things or like doing physical things where Brendan's more about words of affirmation, which I suck at. Um, so I think that like, we have a good system also like the distance helps because like when we're doing stuff together, like we have to do things together because we're in each other's cities, but Brendan would agree with you, Dean. He hates going to parties. He hates like doing influencer events. And I love that stuff, but it's usually in New York where it's like my friends and the people that I know, Um, but we'll kind of do a thing. Like if we're in the same city for like, let's say like five days, we'll do each of us plans a date night. So we get to kind of like do something that we want to do and bring the other person to. Um, but it's like both of us get to experience together. So like I took him to it. We went to ramen, super casual, then ice cream, then went to a comedy show. Cause I knew he would like the comedy show. And I know he doesn't like big fancy dinners. And then for his date night, he took me to like a big fancy dinner with like a skyline view of New York, which is like, I'm bougie. So I love that stuff. So it's like, we have that, that give and take where we both get to kind of benefit to see the other person's point of view. And then we get to separate for two weeks. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, I think that's a good thing. You know, I think it's good that uh, both people have their things and sometimes you don't want to do it. And then sometimes you can surprise them and treat them to it. I think it's a, it's a healthy dynamic to have. If you will. It's all about the the give and the take and, and just knowing your partner, like knowing, what they like, because I would never, if I was planning a day night for Brendan, I'd never be like, let's go to this super busy social gathering where you have to be around a ton of people because he's just a little more introvert than that. And that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been planning some things for Kaylin, uh, like a proposal perhaps. And I'm like, well, maybe I want to take her to where I want to go, but no, I should probably take her to where she wants to get proposed wait, to. You, know wait, I mean? wait. you think we're just going to like whoa, whoa. skip right <laughs> over that? What do you mean you're planning a proposal? <laughs> Oh, I'm just sitting right next to her. Sorry, I'm trying to egg her on a little bit. Well, for this, the purposes of this podcast, that will be the headline that we're sending to every single Us Weekly. And uh, I'm speaking directly to Us Weekly. You don't need to confirm sh- That headline can say <laughs> Dean Ungler plans yeah. on proposing to I've Kaylin. told you guys on this podcast that it's going to happen before the end of this year. So it's nothing new to you guys. Yeah, All I'm saying is... You're actively planning of, it. Well, how? yeah, I guess. How active can someone really 
how active could I really be? You know, let's be honest. Well, with I think it's like, let me, let me, let me make an analogy to a film. Like you were in the pre-production stage of, of like filming. Now you're in production. You are in production. It's <laughs> happening. And the release date uh, at late, at the latest is December 31st, 2022. Sure. I would say it's still pre-production, but you know, I, I'm not as akin to the movie scene as you are. Um, I did want to talk to you, Jared, about, uh, I, I know maybe we shouldn't talk about it because you can go on and on forever, but I did want to dedicate at least a few minutes of this podcast for you to talk about Top Gun. Oh, uh, I don't want to. If we're allowed to, if, if we have time, well, but I don't know if we do. I, I doubt we we do, but let me, let me end the podcast in this way. Two things. One, Macy, thank you so much for your email. We really appreciate it. And we wish you nothing but the best in your relationship. So please talk to your boyfriend, but let's, you know, think about what we all said. Uh, two, Piper, thank you so much for joining us. You're the best. Piper, you're sticking around because you're going to uh, do this Thursday's podcast with us, uh, which is very exciting. And then thirdly, before we go, yes, of course, Top Gun Maverick. Got to see it on Tuesday. It was incredible. It was such a great experience to see it in theaters. It's like, it's Tom Cruise said a quote uh, in one of the interviews, and they said, did you ever think about releasing this to streaming? Because it was supposed to come out in 2020. And he said, no, I make movies for the big screen. And this is a movie for the big screen. And I love that so much because I love movies. I love going to movie theaters. And this is a movie that you should really see in theaters. And it's just a great movie. Uh, Tom Cruise is at the peak of, uh, he's just incredible. It's like watching Brady throw for 400 yards like nowadays. You know what I mean? Where it's just like you're watching greatness happen and you just forget how great of an actor Tom Cruise is and how much of a superstar he really is. The visuals of this movie are incredible. It's emotional. It's a really great story. It was a lot of fun to watch, so I couldn't recommend it enough. Go see Top Gun Maverick. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.